Alberta NDP leader Rachel Motley announced her resignation on Tuesday, initiating a leadership race within the party. Escorts in Davo are benefiting from an economic boom spurred on by the arrival of the world's elites at the World Economic Forum. And more bad news for Canadians as inflation rose to 3.4% in December as the cost of fuel, rent, air travel, passenger vehicles and food increased across the country. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, January 17th and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Harrison Faulkner. And I'm Noah Jarvis. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. The leader of Alberta's NDP and former Premier Rachel Notley has announced her resignation, initiating a leadership race within the party. After months of speculation, Notley announced her intention to resign as leader of the Alberta NDP at a news conference in Edmonton on Tuesday. Fair to say that uh, there is also another issue that uh, I'd like to address through all of you to Albertans today. There's been a great deal of speculation since the election as to my future. While politics to the south of us would suggest I have at least 20 years left in my political career, I think the advisability of that's probably a bit debatable. More to the point, having considered what I believe to be the best interests of our party, our caucus, as well as my own preferences, I'm here today to announce that I will not be leading Alberta's NDP into the next election. I have informed both the senior officers of Alberta's NDP as well as my caucus and staff, that upon the selection of a new leader, I will be stepping down from that role. Notley's decision comes after serving as the NDP leader since 2014 and serving as the Premier of Alberta from 2015 to 2019. Notley has served in the legislature since 2008. After announcing her retirement Tuesday morning in a speech to NDP caucus members, Notley said she would remain as leader of the party while the party conducted a leadership race. Caucus members Racky Pancholi, David Shepard, Sarah Hoffman, and Kathleen Ganley are rumored to be considering running for leadership, according to the Canadian press. The Counter-Signal also reported that Janice Irwin and Shannon Phillips were potential contenders as well. All right, Noah, so Rachel Notley has officially announced her resignation. Is this good news for the Alberta NDP, or do you think the NDP will elect an even further progressive and radical leftist leader to run the party? I don't think this is good news for the NDP. I think Rachel Notley was, and her personal character was doing a lot to keep the NDP afloat in a province where socialism or democratic socialism or whatever you want to call it is not that popular. Conservatism is the ideology of Alberta. And for someone like Rachel Notley, who prided herself on social democratic values, uh, to win in Alberta in 2015 was quite the surprise. And it, it, the NDP, they were probably fortunate to have Notley stay on for the 2019 and 2023 elections to keep the NDP at a certain high watermark that I don't think they will be able to reach in, in further elections. I don't think uh, that NDP's uh, future leader, whoever it will be, will be as charismatic or as appealing to the Albertan public as Notley will be. And I think that'll give Daniel Smith a lot of leeway in the next election to uh, run a campaign on whatever issues that she she wants to run on uh, and to increase her majority, uh, increase the seat count in the legislature. So 
I don't think that this is good news, uh, not only for Alberta NDP, but I don't think this is good news for Albertans because this means that Albert, the quality of the choices that will be uh, in front of Albertans will be of, lo- of a lower quality. And Alberta already has a more or less two-party system in that province. So I think Albertans will be given a lot less viable choices for themselves in the next uh, Alberta election. And I don't think the Alberta NDP will find its footing in the way that it did in the Nali era. The World Economic Forum Summit in Davos is a nexus of power and wealth, but it is also a place that offers the allure of discreet escort services for elite clients. Selling sex is a legal and regulated trade in Switzerland, which means that the so-called world's oldest profession also benefits from the economic boom spurred on by the exclusive conference's arrival in the Swiss mountain village. Additionally, Dating style applications make it easier than ever for elites hoping to purchase sex to get in touch with an escort. It's a lucrative business to be in, not only for the escorts, but also for the platforms themselves, which are fully booked to the summit's duration. Not all services offered are sexual, however. Some professional sex workers offer companionship and modeling for exclusive events. On average, however, elite clients have to cough up anywhere from 2,000 euros, which is $2,900 Canadian roughly, to 3,000 euros, which is roughly $4,400 Canadian, for a 12-hour night with a call girl. Just like there would be clients, Davos escorts can be considered elites of their profession. Often, they are well-educated and even speak multiple languages. You can read Cosman Serge's exclusive on www.tnc.news. So Harrison, when the world's elites, you know, especially Canada's elites, goes to the World Economic Forum, uh, it seems as if uh, part of the activities that they're engaging in is uh, quite uh, interesting sexual extracurriculars. Uh, Should we be expecting more from our world leaders or is this just to be expected? Well, Noah, uh, powerful elites engaging in dodgy business with escorts. I mean, what, what that's totally breaking news. I've never heard of such a thing before. Um, Fantastic reporting from Cosman here, but I should say I've just been given a message from the higher ups at true North that True North's journalism on the seedy underworld of Davos escorts does not extend to any deeper undercover investigations in this matter. Any further journalism uh, needs to be taken at a personal expense. I don't, uh, I don't think True North is willing to cover, you know, 3,000 euros on our expense sheets. But again, this is just another example of the fact that what these elites try to tell us publicly is not what they practice behind closed doors. It's the same thing when they talk about whether it be, you know, forcing electric cars on everybody, forcing us to accept carbon trackers and and carbon footprint trackers. These are the people who take private jets everywhere they go. So what they show to the public is, of course, not what they're like behind closed doors. And, And what could possibly be more surprising than hearing the news of powerful elites engaging in dodgy escort services? Canada's annual inflation rate increased to 3.4% in December after remaining stable at 3.1% for October and November, according to data released on Tuesday from Statistics Canada. The cost of fuel, rent, air travel, and passenger vehicles were responsible for the increase last month. More bad news for Canadians. Prices at the grocery store also went up by 4.7% compared to last year, the same rate increase as November. The latest inflation rate increase is much higher than the Bank of Canada's target of getting inflation back down to 2%. 
Since the beginning of 2022, the central bank has raised interest rates 10 times in an effort to reduce high inflation rates. Most economists expect the Bank of Canada will reduce its rates sometime later this year. However, the central bank's governor, Tiff Macklem, said it's too early to confirm such predictions. The Bank of Canada is expected to unveil its next overnight rate target on January 24th. So Noah, 2024 begins with more bad news for Canadians. Is this what Canadians should expect? Are, are, are Canadians in for another tough year ahead of them? After years of uh, prices just constantly rising higher and higher, I don't think Canadians are surprised when they see that the inflation rate is going up and that uh, grocery store prices are have increased by about 5% year over year because uh, it's the same old thing since uh, 2021. Inflation has been something that the Trudeau government has had a hard time dealing with and they haven't really done much in order to curb inflation. They haven't tried to limit the government spending in order to decrease or not to increase the money supply as rapidly as they are currently increasing the money supply, but they continue to spend uh, as they as they continue to do. And the Bank of Canada, they have been trying to curb uh, inflation. And despite the fact that interest rates are uh, at about 5% now, overnight rates about at 5%, uh, inflation is still rising. So despite the efforts of the Bank of Canada and the Trudeau government, inflation is still rising. And what is concerning is that uh, for people who have a mortgage, who have to renew their mortgage, they're going to have to renew their rate at a far higher interest rate. So now not not only are Canadians dealing uh, with the pressures that come with higher interest rate, perhaps a higher credit card, credit card interest rates. And as I said, uh, your mortgage will uh, be higher, especially if you have a variable rate, but also the are facing the effects at the grocery store. So it is a shame that we don't have a government that is able to tackle the these sort of economic issues, but that just goes to show that after eight or nine years of the Trudeau government, uh, Canadians should expect a change uh, sooner than later. All right, that's it for today, folks. Make sure to check in at tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Also, please keep an eye out for the Andrew Lawton Show from the WEF conference later today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.